Congratulations! Your gift of a new day is here. Ready to live it big? You're listening to the Big Life Devotional Podcast. Now, here's Pamela to get you fired up for all God has available for you today. Well, good morning, beautiful. Welcome to a brand new day of life. Happy Monday, my friends. It's a new day. It is a new week. And it is good to be alive. I am so thankful for the opportunity to be here with you today. Thank you for inviting me into your life. Girl, it is such an honor. <laughs> I am ridiculously blessed that you're here with us. Well, I got to be honest with you. Today's devotional was a hardcore struggle. Uh, I woke up this morning like, okay, God, what are we talking about? And um, he was a little bit quiet on me for a while, for a lot longer than I prefer. Uh, I, I have a timeline. I, I actually write each devotional uh, that morning, like this morning. What you're getting ready to hear, I wrote this morning. And I give myself uh, uh, basically 45 minutes to one hour to write. And uh, then I go live. <laughs> and so God has to talk to me quick so I can get all this together for you. It's new and it's fresh. Um, and this morning he was a little slow in talking to me. So I got to be honest with you. I'm not even sure where this one went. I didn't have a lot of time to look it over. Um, so I, I kind of get excited when that happens now because it really gets me out of the way. And God just gets to do his full work. So I'm believing that God has something very specific for you in the in this episode, and I'm so thankful that you're listening, and uh, just stay engaged. Stay here. Don't let this be background noise today. Really engage today to see what God has for you specifically. The title of today's episode of the Big Life Devotional Podcast is Where Everything Changes. What could you do that would make you righteous in the sight of God? Have you done it? Have you done it good enough? Have you done it often enough? If you died today and you stood in judgment before God, would you have done enough? Are you sure? And if there's something you could do that makes you righteous, doesn't that also mean there are things you could do that cancel your right standing with God? Oh my gosh, what if you've done those things? What if God has done canceled you out, girl? Now what will come of your life? What will come after your life? What could you and I possibly do that would make us good enough for a perfect God? What would make him want to bless you? What would make him smile upon you? I don't know about you, but I continually and consistently have a way of screwing up like a lot. It's not intentional, but I get tripped up and I get distracted, and I chase squirrels, all while I have this great, big, powerful, loving, faithful God who is saying, Pamela, keep your eye on me, me, focus on me, seek me, talk to me. And I do, but then I don't. 
So is God mad at me? Has he canceled his good plans for my life? Has he dismissed me from my calling because I haven't passed the test? Don't you wonder the same thing? Have you failed to be good enough? Is God giving you the side eye, shaking his head, disappointed, slamming doors because he's mad at you, canceling plans because of your failure? I read a scripture this morning that sure brought this flawed girl some peace. And I want to share it with you just in case you're sporting a dose of the less than perfects too. The scripture is found in the middle of Abraham's story. But it was before he was Abraham. Before he became known as the father of the faithful. Before miracles unfolded in his life. He was Abram. You know, God has a way of changing people's lives and changing people's names. So before he was Abraham, before all the miracles, he was Abram. He was a man who had great wealth and great success, but he and his wife, Sarai, had no children. But God made him a ridiculous promise, a promise that even though he had no children in his already old age, his descendants would be as many as the stars in the sky, and he would be unable to count them all. Now, this was ridiculous. This was impossible. But what happened next is what changed everything. If you're rushing through scripture, you might miss it, just like if you're rushing through life, You may miss the moment that changes everything. Often the biggest changes don't happen in grand events that take your breath away. They're often silent. They're often secret. They're often hidden from everyone but you and God. And here's that moment for Abram. Genesis 15 verse 6. And Abram believed the Lord... And the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Abram was counted as righteous solely because he believed God. He believed the unbelievable. He believed what was too late would still happen. He believed what had never happened before would happen, and it would happen only because God said so. And this made him righteous. Nothing Abram had ever done before had made him righteous. He had done a lot of good in his life. He had great success and many victories, and none of that made him righteous. He had been fair. He had been generous. He had been brave. He had been bold. None of that made him righteous. Only his faith made him righteous. Only his trust in God brought him in right standing with a perfect God. Did this mean that Abram understood God? Did it mean he agreed with God's timeline? Did it mean he was given a behind-the-scenes peek at the 10-year plan and then it all made sense? No, the reality was still the same. He was an old man with an old wife and they had no children. 
But God told him his descendants would be as many as the stars in the sky. And he was simply going to believe it. And because he believed, God counted him as righteous. This is what God is asking of you here in the middle of your impossible. Surrounded by the reality of your hardship, overwhelmed by the odds that have stacked up against you, holding the short end of the stick with a clock that ran out of time a long time ago, with a paycheck that just never seems to be enough, with a relationship that is beyond repair, with a heart that will never be okay again, with a home that has been ripped apart, with a prognosis that is fearful. God is asking you to believe him. Believe what doesn't make sense. Can you do that? Can you dare to believe if God says it will be, then it will be. Can you dare to believe if God says there is a way, then darn it, the way will be made. Can you dare to believe that God doesn't need your wild heroics or your bright ideas? He only needs your faith. You believing in God is what makes you righteous of his ridiculously good plans for your life. And this means... The only thing that could cancel his ridiculously good plans for your life is you choosing not to believe. The very next chapter, after Abram believed God and he was counted as righteous because of his faith, Abram goes and he screws things up massively. It's the next chapter. I love that. He screws up in his impatience. He gets tired of waiting on God and he and his wife Sarai come with a come up with this cockamamie idea of their own. Is that a word? Do you use that? It's a cockamamie idea. A cockamamie, it means just straight up crazy. It didn't make any sense, but they did it anyway. They came up with this cockamamie idea. They will have Sarai's servant, Hagar, sleep with Abram, and then they're going to have their baby. And whoo, we can be so stupid when we wait. Girl, don't be stupid while you wait. God will do what God said he will do. He will do it no matter what your timeline is. He will do it no matter what the doctor says. He will do it. And you rushing him is only going to cause a mess. What is required here? Believing God will do it. What's not required here? Your own bright ideas and pushing to make things happen the way you think they have to happen. If you know the story, you know this whole baby with the servant thing ends up being a total mess. There's jealousy, there's bitterness, and finally they end up kicking out Hagar and the baby. Was Abram wrong? Yes, did he mess up? Yes. But this is how amazing God is. God never canceled his good plans for Abram in all of this. 
He never took away his righteousness and said, oops, Abram, you've gone and messed this up, so you're no longer considered right with me. This is great news for flawed girls like me and you, for impatient girls like me and you, for girls who get bright ideas and make big messes. (laughs) That's me and you, isn't it? We're never considered not right with God. He hasn't canceled his good plans for us. His dreams and his desires over our life remain. All he ever required of us was our belief in him. Our faith makes us righteous, not our works. We can screw things up for 20 straight years, but our God still counts us as righteous because of our faith. Galatians 3 verses 3 through 7 says, How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ in the same way, and now they're going to quote this scripture that we just talked about. In the same way, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. And it says the real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. This scripture was written hundreds of years after Abram believed God. Hundreds of years after Abram became stupid in his weight and screwed up. Hundreds of years after God fulfilled his promise and gave him and his wife their long-awaited baby boy and then changed their names to Abraham and Sarah. And the children of Abraham? (laughs) Well, that's us. (laughs) We are among the count God told him of in the stars. He is the father of the faithful because he believed. He believed when it didn't make sense. He believed when it was impossible. He believed when it was totally ridiculous. All that was required of him was to believe. Because he believed, he was counted as righteous. And now God reminds us to get over our own human effort And remember, it is his power at work that will make things possible in our lives. It is his Holy Spirit living within us that will do impossible things. Our role in this is to believe. Will we mess up? Unfortunately, yes, we will. But we are covered in our faith. We are made right because we believe God and we trust him. Remember, Abraham's life didn't change when he was given his long-awaited baby. It didn't change when he stepped into wild success. It didn't change when he overcame battles and walked away with victory. Abraham's life changed in a silent, secret moment hidden from everyone but him and God. It was in a moment where he chose to simply believe what God said even when it didn't make sense, even when it was too late, he believed. And in that moment, he was counted as righteous. Will you believe now? 
This is the moment that changes everything. No one else will see it. No one else will know it. But your belief in God's involvement in the details of your life and his unshakable good plans for your life, along with your trust in his timing and his ways, this is what changes everything. Because this makes you righteous. Will you just choose to believe, choose to trust? I would love to just say a quick prayer with you this morning. If that's where you're at, if you're just ready to say, hey, God, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't like it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it. But just believe that God will do what God says he will do. And he will do it when it is perfect timing. And he will do it in ways that your human mind can't fathom. If you will just believe that, that's where everything changes because it is your belief that causes God to count you as righteous. And everything changes. All right, are you ready? Let's pray together. Well, good morning, Papa God. Thank you so much for waking us up today, for giving us a new day of life. Thank you for everything that is good and right and working in our lives. There's so much, God. It's not perfect, but God, you're working, and I just thank you for it. Lord, right here, right now, today, we choose to say, we believe you, God. We believe you. We believe in your promises. We believe that you're working in our lives. We believe that your spirit lives within us. We believe that you can and you will do impossible things. Lord, we trust your timing. We trust your way. We surrender it all to you, and we just say we believe in you, God. And I thank you that in that moment, when we believe, when we trust, you count us as righteous, and things change. (laughs) Thank you so much for that, God. I thank you for every soul that is just believing in you, trusting in you, even when we don't even know what that means, God. We just continually place our belief in you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for how you're working. Thank you for every soul that is listening right now, choosing to believe you, choosing to trust you. Every moment, we just choose to trust you again and again. I pray for every family represented listening today. I pray, God, for your provisions for exactly what's needed for them today. And I pray for your protection over our families. Thank you so much for loving us, for giving us another opportunity today. Thank you for covering us. It is in the name of Jesus. Amen. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I just love getting to start my day with you. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for sharing. Hey, if you have never left a review for us on the podcast, Would you do that? I occasionally go on and read the reviews, and I'm telling you, it just makes my soul so happy. I'm so stinking honored to get to do this. So thank you very much for listening today. I hope you have a beautiful day of life. I love you wildly. Goodbye, everybody. You were created for a big life. We'll help you do it. Join us each weekday for a new Big Life devotional podcast. If you're ready to dive into the Big Life way of living, visit our website at biglifehq.com.